Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. And on the show, you'll know, as a dedicated listener, that we'll talk to the guest as much about what made playing the game special and fun to them as we will about what was interesting or memorable about the context of uh, when they enjoyed it, uh, potentially for the first time. A little housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media and you want to engage with us, well, you've got the chance to do that because we're on there too. You can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and also on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game, but just the one Y. So B Y O U R. You can see the cool art that I make for every episode, learn a little bit about our wonderful guests that we have. Uh, and engage with us there. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can, of course, uh, give us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. That helps our visibility. Let us know what your favorite episode is or maybe what your favorite thing about today's guest was because I'm sure we're going to have just reviews just flow in. Uh, you could also share the show with a friend, whether they like video games in general or maybe even the one we're discussing today. And then lastly, you probably heard an ad for it, but we have a ton of bonus content for Patreon so if you have been enjoying uh, what you hear from me, what you hear from Video Games, a comedy show, even July Diaz inside video games, uh, there's a ton of bonus stuff there that I think you're going to enjoy. Um, that's it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our wonderful guest for today. So please welcome actor, recent Nintendo Switch owner, and pottery expert, Adrian Snow. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, pottery expert. That's wonderful. <laughs> hey, you know, I only tell the truth on this show. I've, I could never lie. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean, only? you know, I, it, it, it may seem silly to you, but I, you're, you are someone I see do a lot of pottery, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, especially on social media, you share that. I love when people do that. So f it's amazing to me to see what people can do with that, because yeah. I'm like, I feel like if I gave this a shot, it would take me 
years to be able to make the simplest cut that like you've got there. No, oh my, I don't know. I'll put it up. It's so good. It. My cat. Um, no, it's it's it really just comes down to if you like it or not because hmm. uh, I was horrible at pottery. I have uh, like this is like one of the first things I made. Oh, cool. Um, and this was like after a few tries, but it's like the bottom's awful, the glaze is awful. I had no idea what I was doing. Like it's crooked, um, <laughs> and it's like I think the pieces that I had that were like a lot, uh-huh. a lot like beginner are just gone. I think I've given them away or something. But it, it really comes down to like, yeah, if you like it, you'll keep doing it and you'll get totally. better at it. And like this cup, it's this is also kind of a trick because now I have tools that will give me like this little lip and you know Ooh. figure out how to do it. Um, wow, little cheats and stuff. So. That was like like it. <laughs> that, that was like seeing a, like a, an artist's first album they made, and then they're they're one a few years later where it's like, wow, this is really polished. This is like how far you go. Like, look at that. I got the the glaze and the drip and the color wow. scheme, and and this is just what is this? What is this? You, you know, it's the beginning of something great. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, so, uh, pottery is not the only thing you do. We know each other through the Los Angeles comedy community, specifically the UCB improv community. Yeah. It's how we got to know each other a little bit. Um, so I got to see you do a uh, mess hall for a while. You mm-hmm. came to guest on a show I refer to far too much on the show, which is mock improv. Um, but what else do you want to share about yourself? What should the listener know about you? What have you been up to? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I got my teeth whitened. I'm very. Ooh, I'm very. Congrats! Kind of, they look too great. Shiny. Thanks. Uh, How was that? Because I've genuinely painful. been like, ooh, should I? Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm sold. just being honest. It's very painful um, because, like, when you do it at home, it, it might irritate your gums. Mm-hmm. But the the way I got it, the way that they, it kind of just sits there on your teeth. It was mm-hmm. it was uh, very painful. Oh boy! And took well, a few days, and then you get like white spots from parts of your teeth that have like been like I guess it's fluoride if you have too much fluoride sure. exposure. Uh, but yes, so if you want to get your teeth whitened by your dentist, just be aware that it'll probably be painful. Okay, but you will like it. Yes. A week later. Okay. Once it's like evened out and the spots yeah. kind of faded. So. It's like delayed gratification with that. Yes. Okay. And it looks nice in like, like I have a ring light. So in the ring light, it looks like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm talking about my fucking teeth. Uh, <laughs> it, it looks really It's nice. important, Adrian. <laughs> um, I just really, it was just like a thing I've been wanting to do for a long time. So that's one thing. I, I have a few commercials running right now. And then I have a video game that's coming out. Yeah, you do. You're a, you're an actor in video games. People I like video games to listen to this show, games. it turns out. I know, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you the name of the video game. Um, but someday. But yeah, someday in January 2022 when it comes out. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. And then I didn't get, I discovered today or yesterday that I am not in Madden 22. I was like, maybe they're just not coming out with it. But no, they oh. came out with it. And I well, wasn't invited this time. You know what? They're lost, but you've been in previous iterations of that game. I've been in every Madden since Madden 19, so. 
that's yeah. you know what they're they're just like you know what we want to do we want to tank the franchise we're not you know, gonna have Adrian in it. <laughs> hey you know we what think we're no women this time <laughs> like, yeah they're like you know we tried this thing and yeah. uh we're a bunch of guys we don't like it so much like, um well yeah, yeah wait so what what role did you play in the ones that you were in was it the same role because i haven't no. played a madden since like yeah 1994 yeah. <laughs> I think that's the last time I played Madden before <laughs> I, I booked it. Um, I was kind of just like, I have a voiceover agent now, so now I kind of go out for bigger stuff. Um, but I was cool. just kind of, I booked uh, Wolfenstein Old Colossus a yeah. few years ago, and from that developed relationships, and from that booked like Madden and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but I was basically anything they needed. So I was like a football player. I was a person who was having like, Madden 19 yes opens there's like people the guy who's gonna become the football player is like playing his guitar it's a story oh sure like the 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 like uh my career thing they do yeah yeah face of the franchise yes or it used to be called long shot now it's face of the franchise okay but um there's like people walking by and they're having a conversation about a buffalo blue cheeseburger Mm -hmm. uh and that is me improvising talking about food they're like just improvise something talk about food so i would walk past and i would just talk about the like most i'm from texas so i know a lot about ridiculous food and so i would just walk by i just say the craziest shit i could think of and they really liked it so they called me back to do man 20 and they asked me to do the same thing where i would walk by and i talk about food i talk about you know whatever and um, huge question for you mm -hmm. i feel like this is really important did the buffalo blue cheeseburger make it into the next madden I don't know. Oh, wow. Well, I, I guess I, I got to play it. Yeah, right. You know, or just watch the cutscenes on YouTube, yeah. which is what I did. But uh, <laughs> I watched, I didn't watch that one at all, but I have, no, I don't have Man 20 either. I have Man 19. I have Man 21. Um, but you know, I did watch Man 20 because in Man 20, I'm a journalist. So I, oh, I nice. come in and I do like the questions when they're at their post game yeah. thing, my Bob. Um, and then Madden 21, I'm not vocally in the game, but in the opening, it's like the first time that they actually scanned me. So you see my face on wow. someone else's body, a very masculine body. Okay. <laughs> like, what do they mean for that to be a guy? Yeah. And their mind. Um, and so it's like me hugging and saying hello to the person, like the okay. opening of the... So yeah, so I did that. And then... And Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm a rebel and I, I die immediately. <laughs> Dang. Um, <laughs> Wolfenstein, I'm um, a, like a Black Panther type character. I do that cool. because we're not we're not Black Panthers in the story. But And you can interact with me and I can give you like a side quest. And then I'm like, really? the of some like, mm -hmm. you can like see me. It's like my face. Oh, uh, wow. Like reading with like this huge afro. Um, and then I'm the voice of some other older character. Uh, which I'm like, I don't know if I could pull that off, but I guess <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, and then I'm uh, a lot of various characters, um, but like, but more of like a let me lead you on this quest character for this upcoming video game. So very cool. I have a little bit more to do in these. That's but yeah. That's so awesome. Well, uh, I'm sure everyone at home, including myself, are going to immediately Google games coming out January 2022. Um, I'm but sure you could probably figure it out because it's not like a big month for games. Sure. Well, hey, but congratulations, yeah. though. That's so that's so much fun. I know the last time that we got to hang out with some friends, uh, we got to hear from you a little bit about 
um, some things you've been excited about. So uh, thanks yeah. for sharing those here yeah. too. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share about yourself? Did you did you get to do it? Do what? Share what all you wanted. Did you oh. get to do that to your heart's content? I mean, sure. I mean, you can catch me on a McDonald's commercial, a Blue Moon commercial, a Disney commercial maybe, and a Blue Ballpark Franks commercial. There we go. You just, if you're watching the Olympics or any type of sports, you've you've seen me. Keep an eye out for those brands. You'll know when you see Adrian Snow. Yes. Well, um, like I said before the show, I'd love to hear from you about your history with video games in general. Yeah. But before, would you mind telling us the game uh, that we're going to be talking about for the main event later? We're going to be talking about Courier Crisis. And I don't think... Anyone knows that game, but <laughs> I it, will. I'll admit, certainly didn't know what it was, <laughs> and I did not expect it to be uh, what it is. Uh, yes, it really is what it is, though, right? Like the title tells you what it is. Yeah, it's one of those games that's like, oh no, they mean it. Like Tomb Raider, you are yeah. raiding tombs. Should have taken a crisis. Yeah. You are a courier. In a crisis. And, and causing crises occasionally, too. And but. causing crises occasionally. <laughs> I was never one to cause too many of crises. I was more about, like, getting the job done. But, yeah, occasionally. Well, you're a focused person, so that checks out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm so pumped to hear from you about that game later. But, like I said, let's dive into your history with games okay. in general. Um, cool. Do you remember... Adrian, maybe when you first took an interest in games for the first time at all? Or is it more of a they were there thing? Um, um, you know, well, yeah. My cousins moved down to Houston, which is where I was born and lived until I was eight. And um, they had a Nintendo and they had the Nintendo pad, which is ancient and oh my goodness born after 1993 or so you probably don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but um <laughs> it was a pad that connected into your nintendo so that you could it was like duck hunt you had the gun yeah and then for it was like the it was like nintendo race or something i think they had like track and field yeah and for yeah. track and field you would it would record your running so you could like run in real life and then, yeah. you know, it would do it for you. And you <laughs> jump when it, you had to jump over the hurdles and stuff. Um, that's my first real memory of, wow. of interacting with a video game. And uh, I kind of just became an addict. So my mom. <laughs> so what the I Nintendo mean, Power Pad will do to you? What can yeah. you say? <laughs> I don't really know how to tell the story without talking about the fact that my mom was dating. My parents got divorced. My mom was dating. Um, and she dated this guy who bought me a Super Nintendo. Okay. What really happened is that he bought himself a Super Nintendo. <laughs> and he wanted to play it at my mom's house. I don't know why. I don't know. I guess like, uh, I don't know. But anyways. He huh. bought himself a Super Nintendo. Yes. I know this because he bought Madden 1994. Whoa. <laughs> like, it's very full circle here. <laughs> and, yeah, right? And I was like, oh, is this for me? And I guess he felt guilty about telling us uh, eight, seven, eight-year-old no. So yeah. I, guess, I guess it was Madden 93. Um, so he 
said yes, and he bought me Bart Simpson's Nightmare, which was like, okay. Uh, the, my first video game that I personally owned. And then I like, yeah, I played Super Nintendo all the way through Mortal Kombat 3, which is, I guess it's like what? That was like 98. I don't know what year that came 90, out. Maybe 95, 96. Because yeah. then PlayStation came out like 97. I think PlayStation was 94, but the N64 was 96. So there was a lot of change oh. going on in those few years as far as new consoles go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I got a PlayStation in like 97. Gotcha. Okay. That's when I know I kind of changed things up because I didn't have it. 94 because gotcha. we just moved to georgia so yeah um but i had the place at a super nintendo for a long time and i played that and i played it even after i got the playstation because this kid in high school used to sell i'm pretty sure they were stolen super nintendo games oh yeah <laughs> but i bought them uh, <laughs> and i still have them i still have my super nintendo actually oh, I, nice I brought it here so i'm so proud cat, of you well, my cat dropped a picture frame on it like six months later. And so it still oh. works, but there's like a hole in it. So That's right. You mentioned this at the, at the, at the video party, game yeah. party we had. Oh, that's right. It still works, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm, it, it was like, you know, at this point it was like an antique. And so yeah. to have it like have a hole in it. I was like, oh no. I know. But, I, you know, I don't know if you're interested in getting it fixed, but they, there's a lot of retro stores around here who will do like yeah. reshellings and stuff i don't know how I expensive have to it is it. Yeah, yeah it's i mean we'll see how i feel about it but this cat xander the other one he came through and he just like bulldozed through everything he knocked my game boy over knocked the the face that says game boy off of it i'm like xander what the fuck is up with this cat <laughs> yeah, he just Rude. destroyed everything <laughs> so but not my xbox because he <laughs> knows i will come for him good my xbox yeah, he's, he's willing to push it so far, but not too far. Yeah, he understands that, like, I put money into this. Like, yeah. it sucks, but I didn't pay for the Game Boy. I didn't pay for the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have sentimental love for them, but, you know, whatever. But I paid for that Switch, and I paid for that Xbox. Yeah. Don't, they were expensive. Very expensive. You hear that, Xander? I know you're. I know you're <laughs> wagging your finger at the camera, but I feel yeah. like Xander knows that's for him. He's under wherever bed. he is. He does not care. <laughs> he is like I don't really care. So, but yeah, that's uh, that was kind of my first uh, impressions with video games. So, um, and PlayStation, PlayStation was like next level. You go yeah. look at it now, you're like, oh my god, these graphics are horrible. But um, <laughs> yeah, I had I had Tony Hawk. You know, Ooh, awesome. I have the new Tony Hawk and oh. I had um mm, Tomb Raider. No, I had the Tomb Raider. No, I had full Tomb Raider, but I was just like too afraid to play it. So I would only play like the mansion where you could just go and train at her mansion. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was so stupid. I should have well, not it. not going into those tombs, though. No, I was very afraid. Like it was just <laughs> It was overwhelming, and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, how to handle her and how to move her around to shoot things. That but, game but, has interesting. As someone who's barely played the first Tomb Raider or any Tomb mm -hmm. Raider, the first one has some wonky controls that take so much getting used to. They, you might know them. They're called tank controls, which means you instead of like oh pushing left to run left, 
Mm-hmm. You need to, you push left for your character just to turn, and then you push forward for them to go that yeah. direction. It's so it makes controlling, especially a game like that where she's so acrobatic, she's moving around. It's it's hard mm-hmm. to get used to. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, I would try and shoot, and I would shoot everywhere but where I need it. And so if there were like a tiger. I never got the tiger. Yeah. If I had to go underwater, <laughs> she'd always drown because I couldn't understand like how to get up in time. Yeah. Um, since then, I've played all three of the new Tomb Raiders. Oh, and cool. Enjoy the crap out of them. Um, but that and then like Resident Evil, I had mm-hmm. it like PlayStation had like the sampler CD. Yes. The, like demo disc. <laughs> yeah. And I, see, I used to play that on there and um, Metal Gear Solid on there that's awesome that's how i have i think mikey stevens for his episode came on i think that's how he got into metal metal gear solid was playing that demo disc yeah and playing that over and over until he's like finally got the game i it strangely the demo disc did not do what it was supposed to do it's supposed to inspire you to buy one of the games yes i didn't buy any of those games like it was (laughs) like resident evil was too scary Mm -hmm. metal gear solid was too difficult the only game I liked was the hockey game, really. Huh, where, cool. uh, but but not really, because I would only play it to get them to like throw their gloves off and fight. Yes, <laughs> um, could care less about hockey. Same thing with like Madden '93, because mm-hmm. I still have that game. He left it, so wow. that's fine. Um, I would play to get the football players injured so the ambulance <laughs> would come out. Like I just love that, like off kilter shit i could hear less about the game that's so funny oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah oh i love that so i mean you you hinted towards me what we're going to talk about a little bit mm-hmm. for the main event that there's a there's a rift in your video game enjoying life yeah, I, quit, I quit for like 20 years yes so. when did you what made you come back what happened I started working in video games <laughs> that's really it yes. i had no intention of ever playing a video game again because uh, I was like, I'm kind of an addict. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't own a console. Mm-hmm. And I was working at Sony on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So cool. And I was like, I think it was my one, two, three. It was like my fourth or fifth video game. Mm-hmm. And I had never... Like, I'd watch YouTube, but I hadn't really seen myself. And I still haven't, except for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I haven't seen myself because I don't um, I don't play Madden, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I was like, I guess I should, I do want to see how this looks. And I've done a lot. I worked on the game a lot. But, you know, then it was, like, kind of cut down. <laughs> and I was like, sure. okay, I'm barely in it. But um, I was like, I kind of want to see how this looks. I guess I should buy a console. And it was the week before Black Friday. Yes. And so I was like, oh, okay, let me do a Black Friday sale. And so even though I was at Sony, I got an Xbox. And I got an Xbox because their Black Friday sale happened earlier. So they had, um, it oh, was nice. like 300 bucks for the console and a game. I got Minecraft, which I never fucking play. <laughs> and then like the day after I bought it, Sony was like PlayStation 4 Black Friday sale with yes. Spider-Man and I was like 
Darn it. (laughs) I jumped the gun. (laughs) So I've been, I was like, I'm just going to wait because I know PlayStation 5 is coming. And so, but Mm -hmm. then PlayStation 5 has been like this whole like insanity just trying to get it. It was so wonderful playing it at your place because it was just like, oh, wow. When we can finally play it, it's going to be amazing. But totally. uh, It's that big win. The blowing, you blow on the, on the uh, controller. Yeah. For AstroBot. Yeah, it's really cool, guys. If you haven't played PlayStation Five, yeah, um, which which unfortunately is too few of us because of how hard they are to come by. Like you, like you were saying. Well, it, it it was. I think they kind of didn't properly prepare, and then the pandemic, and then the chip shortage, mm-hmm. and so it's like all these things kind of just like fell on top of each other. And now, yeah, it's totally. like you can get one, but I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars for a digital only PlayStation. Yeah, no thanks. That's no. Not going to happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Um so that's what got you back in. I would love to know mm-hmm. uh either one of two things is sort of my last question for you about your video game journey. I'd either love to hear about a game that you've played recently that you've really enjoyed or or maybe something from the Switch that you've tried since you're a new Switch owner. Yes. So um well, I can answer both because it's kind of quick. I've done uh, Mario Odyssey is what oh, I've been fun. playing on the Switch. It's different, just like the way you interact and like how you move your hands. And so I'm, I'm very much an old school gamer with just like the, you know, yes, the controller. But it's been it's been fun to play. It's um, it takes me a minute to get into it because it's coming from Xbox and PlayStation, all that kind of stuff where the story is so much a part of the game. It's not really a part of Switch games, really. Like, yeah, at least Nint- games that are Nintendo exclusive. Unless you're, yeah. like, Breath of the Wild, which I've heard is very story-focused. They do. The, it's funny. The funny thing about Breath of the Wild is that it's sort of... Um, it's less so than some of the Zelda games. Like, okay. it's more just gameplay-focused. But, yeah, like, I know what you... At least I feel like I can resonate with you when it comes to Mario is, like... The story's going on, but it's really about just playing the game. Yeah, it's really about, you yeah. know, you hit the coins at the right time, you jump at the right time. So it's it's fun, but I feel like when I got to Switch, I, the understanding was that, oh, okay, this is a game for, like, when I have people to play it with. Sure, Like, gotcha. it's not really a, a solo console type of thing. Like, Nintendo wants you to... Like, even the Power Pad from back in the day, that was, like, yeah. about... <laughs> You playing with other people. That's how they've always kind of, you know, geared it. Um, but a game that I recently played. I, so I I play a lot of games. I'm currently playing games right now. Yeah. Because um, I'm an addict. Uh, <laughs> She's back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I make the money and then I give it right back to them. Um, but I just finished Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, cool. That's not what I want to talk about, actually, because Watch Dogs Legion is not the good game. The good game is Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline, which is a part of the season pass and a downloaded content that takes brings back Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs 1. And it brings back Wrench from Watch Dogs 2. Okay, And uh, it sucks because Watch Dogs Legion... The way they've decided to do it where you can be anyone like you, you basically recruit people off the street. Yeah. 
but there's no real backstory for these people. You don't really get close to them. It's it's kind of just like they're part of a machine to help you defeat these like technological overlords. Mm-hmm. So you don't really care. You don't really care about the people that you're playing. Hmm. And, um, you try to care about them, but it's just not the same. So when they bring back Bloodline, where it's like two characters that you did care about who were part of a storyline, you know, from the past few years, it's like, oh, this just makes Legion look worse because I care so much about Bloodline, which is only maybe 10 to 15 hours of gameplay versus Legion, which is like 40 to 60 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Um, but you can't do Bloodline without playing Legion. So, oh, okay. Yeah. But I recommend it if you, um, I mean, you can do it without, I guess if you just buy like the season pass, you can just play Bloodline without playing the hmm. original game because they're separate in the in the like opening okay gotcha but um yeah bloodline was really great it was just really great in terms of how they went about telling the story and how they reconnected it to aiden pierce and i wish they kind of fleshed it out more i wish there was more time with that but Mm. i enjoyed that mafia 2 was really good when you get past all the racism um (laughs) it's a lot of fun uh that can be difficult turns out You know, hey, they're they're sticking to the, the timeline, which I understand. But like, sure, I was telling someone today that there's a part where they want me to kill a bunch of black people in the game to steal huh. a car, and I was like, well, I, I'll steal the car, but I'm not going to kill anyone. And so I I just I kept playing until I until I was able to escape without killing anyone because I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, no. It's not going to happen. Goodness. Uh, nice going, by the way. Thank you. It was, you know, they kind of knew it. I think they were aware. There was like a, a message that came at the top where they're like, this game, when it was made in 2005. Oh, sure, uh, sure, It was sure. kind of insensitive. I'm like, well, 2005, dude? Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a good game. But yeah, I play, I'm doing that. I I have a Sim family that I've had Ooh. for a few years. Not going to talk about that. Hey, you it's don't have to. It's okay. But I have like six kids, and, the, and I'm not going to say who I'm married to in the Sims world. Well, hey, congratulations, though. It sounds like it's going great. Thank you. I work You're really welcome. hard at my Sim family. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many people come on here and talking, you know, about all the game, like like you just did, talking about mm-hmm. games they've enjoyed throughout their lives, and so many people are like, and I have a problem with the Sims. Because, <laughs> like, it, people love it still. It's, I've been playing The Sims since I was 12. I'm yeah, on, wow. It came out when I was 12. And uh, I've had every variation of The Sims. And wow. Sims 3 is still by far the best. Any any Sim fan will tell you that Sims 3 was the best. Um, but it was also incredibly difficult on your computer because it would just crash it. Because it's expanded world. So you could like step out and you could go for a jog. You could like walk to the store. It was like, a, it was just a lot of things you could do. Okay. Um, but I played Sims 3 until I think the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. Where my computer finally couldn't take it. So oh, I had to no. remove it. Not this, I got a whole new computer, but um, yeah, I had to remove it. I had to kill off like, I think it was like four years of gaming at that point. Wow. So I had to, I had to kill off my family. I was wow. like heartbroken. Um, it's... I don't know what it is about The Sims. It it makes no sense. It's just life simulation. But it's a uh, it's uh, I think when life 
out here gets to be too much. You just go into your sim world. Oh, yeah. Control everything and, you know, streamline what you want Mm -hmm. and and you feel better. Yeah. Such a, it can be such a nice escape. It's why I think similarly, a lot of people for maybe for different reasons, like the Animal Crossing. It's another place to escape. I think so too. It's very similar. And, you know, that's why, excuse me, when I was thinking about getting a Switch way back in the beginning of the pandemic and they sold out. I started to watch like what people were saying about Animal Crossing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just like The Sims, but with animals. Yeah, so. cutesy animals. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, well, thank you for showing, sharing so much about your history with games. That was yeah. really awesome to get that big snapshot. <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. Um, um, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about all things Courier Crisis. So I'll yes. see you on the other side. Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt and I host a podcast called Video Games, a comedy show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a comedy show anywhere podcast can be found. Welcome back to Call Me by Your Game. Here, of course, to discuss Courier Crisis with Adrian Snow. Adrian, welcome yes. back. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, and as we always do before we dive into your personal history with the game, mm-hmm. uh, we'll share some history and context just to bring the listener up to speed. Cool. And of course, if you want to interject, please do. Um, In fact, I'm probably going to ask you a little bit about the game while I go through this part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, But here we go. Courier Crisis is an action bike riding game that debuted on both the original Sony PlayStation and the Sega Saturn in 1997. Fair to assume since you had a PlayStation, that's what you played it on? Yes. Okay, cool. What the hell is a Sega Saturn? (laughs) It's a a Sega's console between the Genesis and the, the... Sega Dreamcast. So, oh, yeah. I yeah. never heard about the Saturn. I did hear about Dreamcast. Yeah. That's sort of uh, like similar graphic level uh, oh, okay. as like the original PlayStation. Um, oh, okay. This game was developed by Next Level Software and published by BMG Interactive in the UK and GT Interactive in North America after BMG closed up shop in mid-1997. So I guess it came out in the UK was published by that company and before it came out in the US and North America that company died. <laughs> What's um, weird is I think I had a BMG copy which so I don't know. Really? Maybe, I, don't, I could be wrong but I don't recall it saying GT. I do recall it saying BMG. But, oh interesting. Um, I could be wrong. That's fun. I, can, um, I have it at home so in Atlanta. Well we'll learn about it someday. Well I'm sure you'll go yeah. get it and we'll do a follow-up uh Five-minute episode, just us being like, yep, it was BMG. Okay, great. (laughs) And that's episode 150 of Call Me By Your Game. Um, Courier Crisis uh, has been looked at as somewhat of a spiritual um, predecessor to Crazy Taxi, and the player takes control of a courier on a bicycle 
just like the title says, uh, who makes deliveries for clients in order to complete various missions through a series of environments while mowing down those in your way and hopefully avoiding cars and obstacles. Um, and you also get paid for how fast you complete the mission. Um, uh, anything else about like the game uh, that's like just like maybe like bullet points that's important to include or does that sort of sum it up? Uh, that does sum it up. I mean, okay. it was it was very much about the speed. Like, I yes. think I think some people are really into to beating people up, which you could you could punch people in the face, you could kick them. Yeah. Um, but uh, you didn't win the game unless you unless you completed the 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 courier and the the package in time. Yeah. So, and I wanted to win the game. This, and I'm sure people are like, why the fuck is this the game that she chose? Like, why is this like a big thing in her life? Uh, it's one. It's one of the first games ever in my life that I completed, that I finished the whole awesome. game. Awesome. Um, because up until that point, I don't know. You '90s kids knows knows what's up. Because before the memory card, good luck completing a game. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you had to commit some hours. Seriously. Um, and it was also the game that made me realize that I was a video game addict and I should quit playing video games. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Um, the only other thing I really wanted to share about the game itself is that it's not like a critically acclaimed game. In fact, it kind of was derided by critics. Um, there were some that liked it more than others. It was kind of, it was praised for more of its like soundtrack and its audio quality mm -hmm. than the actual uh, gameplay but uh, but it still holds a place in history. So yes. what I wanted to hear from you was, do you remember at all how you even discovered this game or did it just appear in your life? I was thinking about this. Um, it, I'm not quite sure. It feels like, I want to say my uncle bought me the game. Okay. Um, because... We moved to Atlanta in like 1994. Okay. And we lived with him for a while. And then it might have been like a birthday gift where it was like one sure. of those things where he took me to Target or something and he was like, pick a game. You know, that's kind of like how people did things then. You just named Yes. Them. I did that but, with my, I remember doing that with my grandma at one point. Yeah. And so it, if it wasn't gifted to me, it was. Like someone else picked it for me. I felt like it was something that was like probably in the cheap bin or something. And sure, I was considerate like that and I picked it myself. But I'm sure whoever bought it for me has a clear memory. And if they hear this, I'm like, that's not what happened. It was a gift. <laughs> She's rewriting it. history. Oh my God. But it was also like <laughs> 21 years ago because I think I was like yeah. 13, 14. I was going into high school when I got it. Wow. So, cool. Mm hmm. So, oh, I guess that makes it, yeah, it's definitely a cheap bin because that would have been like 1999, 2000. Okay. It came out 1997. Yeah. And this, you know, you know, not to disparage the game, but it's very possible that it would have made its way into a bin like that after a couple of years. Um, after six months. Yeah. It was not, <laughs> it was not a good game. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, GoldenEye. GoldenEye, also not a good game, but... It's gotten such a reputation for, you know, it's a Bond game mm -hmm. and the way you play it. It's and that's a multiplayer what makes it game. The multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. No, Creative Crisis was a one person. You couldn't play as two people. You know, it didn't have good graphics. The soundtrack was decent. Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't listen to it 
before this. Oh, nice. Just to see like, is this, was this anything? But the clip I found, it was just one song. And I was like, this wasn't, it's not like Tony Hawk where oh, everyone yeah. kind of knows Superman from Tony totally. Hawk. Totally. <laughs> like, yes. We're like, oh, yeah. Dude, um, iconic soundtracks, of course. Yeah. So, but those games, it wasn't, those iconic games were, were great, but they didn't, there was no story behind them for me. Where it was just sure. like, yeah, I've played those iconic games. With Career Crisis, um, it 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 was literally the thing that ended my relationship with video games for Goodness. 21 years. Or 20, 20 years. So, yeah. Gosh. So how so you get this game somehow. Do you remember like why you enjoyed it or why you maybe got so sucked into it at all? Um so I started playing it over the summer before summer before freshman year. Wow. And big time. It, <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> it was what, nineteen ninety nine into two thousand. By the time I was a sophomore 9-11 happened. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just like, you know, it was definitely a moment in time because that kind of, I think there was like a a frivolousness to the 90s and before 2001 that kind of fell to the wayside after sure. 9-11 where we were kind of, I don't know why 9-11 always comes up, but I guess it was a big moment in my life just um, as a kid of just kind of like, Oh yeah, things aren't going to be the same anymore. And yeah, I, um, yeah, and but, they and they weren't. So they you're were. right. You know, it, it it does feel like a pretty easy separation of time of like before and after, especially for us growing up through yeah. that. Like that's a really and honestly, I think we've talked about it on the show. What we're going through now is probably another one of those huge oh, yeah. things. My life before March 2020 and my life after Gosh. just different things but <laughs> oh, it, it you know <laughs> like genuinely different things like people have exited and people have entered um yeah. but I think it's it's one of those moments it's it's because I've talked to people who were just like a few years younger than me and it mm-hmm. didn't quite impact them the same way but I think when mm-hmm. you're like I don't know how you are Connor how old are you I'm 30 okay. so I was like 10 well, I was maybe. 10 turning 11 but maybe more for you being like you know going into i was going to into high school i was becoming yeah. a teenager and so it or i was a, becoming a, like a like a teen teenager you know hell yeah like, and it's you're already kind of like figuring out who you're going to be like for this chapter you think it's going to be the rest of your life but then you get old and you realize that was just a chapter yeah um and it it just kind of when you're becoming a teen, you realize that adults don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's like the issue is that you realize that this person is not, you know, as smart as you thought they were. Yeah. And that's like the part of becoming a teen. But then to watch so many epic fails, like on a global political level as a teenager, as you're like figuring out who you're going to be, um, that was definitely enlightening. And I'm sure like a bunch of older people are like, how dare you? How sure. dare you, you child? You don't know what it was like in 9-11. I'm like, actually I do. I I was there and I watched the news when the president lied to go to war with a country yeah. that didn't attack us. But yeah, really. <laughs> like, I'm like, gosh, l- lied about the, all these weapons of mass destruction that were supposedly yeah. around. Uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, what a nuts time. So you're, yeah. you're getting into that summer. You're living in Georgia? Um, yes, I'm in Atlanta. And awesome. so I was about to go to high school and I didn't have a very good time in middle school. I was bullied. Mm. I was awkward. I was all those things. I was not a popular kid. So sure. I don't think anyone who does improv was a popular kid. I'm being honest. I've got bad news. I was kind of popular. You're popular? popular? Get out of here. I'm so sorry. Get out of here. I'll tell you this. I wasn't cool, but I was well known as uh, kind of like today. (laughs) There's a difference between like, I was known, like we had clicks, you know? And so I was known, I was known as like, I think people didn't understand why I was with my click. Sure. And this is something I've kind of encountered as an adult because clicks hate to break it to you don't go away um (laughs) they just manifest into something else but there was an expectation based on like my appearance and um my mother was kind of like a homecoming queen popular Mm. thing when she was my age that i would kind of go into that same type of route and i was smart so i hung out with like the geeks but then I, hold, I hung up like the alternative kind of geeks. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Vans Warped Tour. I, All right. I definitely thought I was going to die. I was not a big fan of Vans Warped Tour. But I would do like <laughs> the alternative kid stuff. Sure. But then we were all, because of the school I was in, the program we were in, we were all like genius level kids. So yeah. it was just, you know, it was a very weird type of thing. Totally. Um, but I, I wouldn't call myself popular sure we were all kind of known it was just like if you i don't know if you were the face of anything if you if you were a part of the program like the charter program Mm -hmm. then you were probably known because you were just everyone was a geek even if they were a sports football person they were a geek if they were you know so yeah yeah that makes sense my drama club so yeah okay so always been uh been into theater yeah, yeah. That's cool. Were you were you doing anything like going into high school? Was that an interest you already had? Were you already doing something like that? Um, yeah, I'd had interest in acting since I was like four. Wow. And then I quit for a while having interest in it because I sorry, cracked my knuckles. You're all um, good. Because <laughs> I wanted to become a chemist for a while, which is played into my herbalism. I'm still kind of like okay. doing chemistry in its own way. But um, I went back to acting probably because of all that. I wanted to be on all that. And I lived in Georgia. It was, you know. Dude, how could you not want to be on all that? <laughs> I, Just in Florida. But yeah, I wanted to be on all that. And so I started taking acting classes at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta. Wow. And I did that for a few years. And I didn't do it in high school, but then I did uh this show at the alliance it wasn't it was just like a like a summer program that ended with like a show at the alliance theater Hmm. in atlanta um yeah so my parents you know they thought it was a hobby and then i went to college and they're like it's still a hobby yeah it's a Um, pretty big hobby she's got there it's an expensive hobby but (laughs) eventually she'll figure out this is wrong um (laughs) and i don't think it was until I was an extra in The Dark Knight. 
Uh, really? Which is like the lowest. And people don't understand if they're not in acting. Like being an extra is not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I was an extra in The Dark Knight. And you can see me briefly in a oh. very bright blue coat. It's so stupid. But Do you remember what scene you're in? I know exactly what scene I was in. Uh, yeah, I'm at the opening and it's like he's about to rob the bank. Oh, You really? see the back of Heath Ledger's hat and I know it's Heath Ledger because he was there and I saw him. Wow. In his glory. Rest in peace. Um, and originally I was walking towards the camera and then they decided to have me walk away from the camera. And I was mm. like, oh, fuck. Mistake. But I'm in a, a coat that's like this color. So this blue. Okay. The same color as my couch. And if I had been walking towards the camera, you never would have seen me. But because I'm walking away and I have this like very, I still have the coat, very like pronounced. Do I have a coat? Uh, pronounced blue coat. Um, that's how I was able to go, oh, that's me. So okay. it's so dumb. But when I did that, I think that's when my parents started to take me seriously. Right. <laughs> Never mind the thousands of dollars I spent on my on my acting degree. Yeah, um, and all the work you put in. But it's like, hey, she was a background actor. I was actor an extra in, in The Dark Knight. Hey, whatever so. gets them to finally yeah. buy in, you know? it's Yeah. They're not going to understand the same way as you. But that's really interesting. Was that in uh, Chicago? It was in Chicago, yeah. Okay, cool. I went to that's... the theater school at DePaul University. I should oh, very cool. say that with pride because I spent a lot of money. Yeah, that's awesome. That's going to have to, I'm going to use that as, as an excuse to watch that movie again is to be like, oh, I'm looking for my friend, Adrian. Yeah, it's so uh, quick. Right? Uh, you can definitely and miss it. And it's the first scene in the movie too, but I'm like, no, I, I got to finish it. You know, you don't know if she'll pop up again. Uh, okay, so like, I, <laughs> that, I feel like though, you know, you giving me that background on yourself going into high school is still really fun to paint this picture a little bit. Um uh, what what was about, what was it about the game that like you found the most fun or that kept bringing you back to it? So uh, I so back then I was really into racing games. So I played like Need okay. for Speed Hot Pursuit. Cool. That was a game I played a lot, um, which I I never beat until this day. I haven't beat. Um, but it was possible to beat the game. That was like one thing that I kind of realized where I was like. Oh, I'm good at this. Like uh-huh. I can quickly do it and as you play it, you get the So you play the game, you get the you get the package and you have to like it starts the timer, you have to go. Um and you start like with this like really janky bike. Yes. <laughs> and uh you have to like knock people out of the way and like taxi drivers are aggressive and so you have to like figure out how to pop wheelies off of taxis and mm-hmm. like and like go over them and then they have ramps that you have to like do. Like it gets more complicated as you go. Yeah. Um, so it keeps you into the game because as you keep going, it gets more complicated. Uh-huh. Uh, and as you increase your bikes, they also become harder to manage. Like the last bike is a rocket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's it's like it's like this thing, and you hit it, and it just takes off. There's no. <laughs> There's no like how now you can kind of like slow down. I'm like doing this because that's how you drive. I see the trigger (laughs) fingers going off. Yeah. Um, And I've been playing Batman Arkham Knight, but uh, (laughs) which is, oh my God, fucking Batmobile. But um, (laughs) I've heard that from so many people. (laughs) Oh God. But uh, so yeah, you didn't have any of that. You just hit X where that is on PlayStation and you 
take off. Wow. And you just had to, you had things you had to, you had to go on ramps. You had to make sure you hit like X's and this kind of stuff. And you're going full speed. Uh, <laughs> there's no managing how fast you go. So I would just, when I got to that point, that's when I knew I had to beat the game. And I knew I was an addict because I entered, I was playing this game into my first like few weeks of high school. Wow. And uh, I had a blister on my thumb. <gasps> oh, no. From playing this game. like, And I think there was a commercial that came out that around that time where it was like someone trying to play a video game and they had like this huge ass like blister and it popped and it's very the 90s commercials very disgusting but um stop attacking me i i hear you it was like surge or something like i don't know but uh i had a blister and i was so embarrassed by the blister it did pop i remember that day it was very Mm. gross but uh (laughs) it was very gross i'd never encountered a blister before um but occasionally people would comment like why do you have a blister in your finger and i was like it's from a video game. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, I couldn't hear you. You were whispering. <laughs> playing a video game. Um, <gasps> but I play. I play through the pain of the blister. I just had to finish this game. And so wow. uh, it took me a while with the rocket bike, especially to finish the game. But when I finished it, you know, the credits roll and that's it. And it's the first time I'd seen an ending to a video game. Yeah. Where it's just like the credits roll and that's it. That's all you get. It's like, oh, that's kind of anticlimactic. At least now, you know, sometimes we'll get like a little post story thing or you can yeah. return to the game, but you no, know, you finish it and you got to restart it. Um, yeah. No congratulations. No, no nothing. No congratulations. <laughs> no nothing. And I had spent like, I bec- so it's the beginning of high school, right? So you have mm-hmm. like some friends from middle school, but not everyone goes. And so you have to figure out, um, your relationships with people. Yeah. Sort of like you're even be, reforming groups almost. Yeah. You're doing your new cliques or you're, you're forming your first like variation of yeah. lifelong cliques. Um, and I realized that I could not continue playing video games the way I was playing them and make friends mm-hmm. because I really would just, I would do high school. I come home, I do my homework eat dinner because um, I was one of those kids I was like uh, was they call it like a latchkey kid where like uh-huh. I got home before my mom and you know she didn't get home so much later so I was kind of I had to know how to feed myself yeah. um, but and then I'd play that video game and my mother would come home and I'd be in my room playing the video game mm-hmm. um, and I think it took me like four weeks into school to finish the game and after I had the blister and I was embarrassed about the blister and I was like, I, I can't do this because yeah. I know, like, I think I'm an addict. I think I'll just play the game over um, relationships with people. And I know this to be true because in the few times I've encountered uh, video games in college, like at a party or something, I would stop talking to everyone else and I play the video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there'd be a full party going on and I'd be sitting there was like one time at a, a college party. I was sitting in the living room by myself playing Heavenly Sword. Uh-huh. And just like sitting on my on my knees, just like huddled. <laughs> and um people would come in and be like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm playing Heavenly Sword. Oh, okay. Well, do you wanna like come do some shots? No, I'm okay. Do you wanna do no, I'm good. 
I'm playing Heavenly Sword. (laughs) Yeah. And that happened then, and then it happens like after college. A friend of mine had Tekken, and I went to a house party and I did the same thing. And I was like, this is like proof that I made the right choice when I was like 13, 14 years old, that I should not be in any way near a video game console. Because you just get too sucked into it. You enjoy, is it an enjoyment thing too? Mm-hmm. Or a, yeah, okay. I'm cool. very introverted. And so I, I do a good job of managing it, it now that I'm older. But uh, I very much enjoy like a good story. It's why I'm an actor. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got into acting because not to sound dark, but you know, my parents got divorced and like TV was my babysitter. And yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's like where I went to kind of, escape the world and so video games kind of offered the same thing and it was a lot more interactive i was a part of it yeah a part of of telling the story and uh yeah so i i'm amazed that you know teenage me knew that about themselves to be like oh i have to stop this or else i'll just do this but i would have been very rich which i resent because (laughs) i could have totally been like a professional gamer like i was very good at it um I'm like, damn it. I missed. I mean, I would have dealt with like a lot of sexism and racism, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love how you're like, absolutely. I mean, it's just, you know, we were talking about it, I think, before we even started recording, but love video games, but pretty can be a pretty, it's gotten better, but it can, it's always been a pretty, uh, pretty much a boys club. And that has brought a lot of toxicity with it in many ways. Obviously. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, for the longest time, I think before I started working in video games, I, I would tell people that I play video games and even even after I bought my console again people would be like oh yeah what are you playing because mm-hmm. I'm a woman so they assume I'm gonna say Mario Odyssey or something mm-hmm. and I go oh I just finished Red Dead Redemption 2 and I started mm-hmm. Tom- Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed Odyssey and and they're like oh like you're you really game I'm like yeah I, I really game yeah. I don't play Call of Duty I don't I don't have any inner. I don't have any interest in interacting mm-hmm. with people I don't know playing video sure. games. Sure. Yeah. So that's why, like Fortnite, I've tried a few times. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. What I enjoy about Fortnite is when I get murdered, and then uh, I get to watch the person who murdered me play the game. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy that. And then watching them get murdered, and, and watching the person. This is if you don't know about Fortnite. If you die, then the game keeps playing as the person that killed you. Yes. The person that killed them until you get to the very end and see who wins. Just watching till the end of the match, right? Yeah. That's Um, so funny. So you don't want to die too soon or else it'll be there forever. But you can kind of like avoid people, which is what I used to do. I just avoided the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. uh, Because I didn't know how to fight them. (laughs) Like I Mm -hmm. didn't know what I was doing. Um, But yeah, that's, I don't know. I know that it's going more in that direction where like now it's, Online, Red Dead Online, Watch Dogs mm-hmm. Online, Grand Theft Auto Online. So yeah, it seems really like there are. Yeah, a lot that. of games have that sort of feature. Not every game, but a, but a lot do. Like even a recent big game was Ghost of Tsushima, and that yeah. has like a whole online thing as well. So yeah. Apparently, Assassin's Creed. I don't know if this is true. I do watch. I do watch gamers game on YouTube. I watch Rad Brad. And he was talking about how um, Assassin's Creed is possibly going to go in that direction. Like, just completely for the next game where it's all online, which uh, I hate. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I've heard r- rumors of that too. It's supposed to be like a online, what they call living game, where it's just constantly being updated and supported like they do with, you know, even the current Assassin's Creed, except they would plan for that to be its own like platform yeah. sort of thing, which is so some people's like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then to others, like just me personally, I'm like, I wouldn't be interested in anything like that. But that's no. just me right now. So. It's it's like that's the problem I have with Watch Dogs Legion where it was like there's no story, there's no there's no nothing for me to really care about, mm-hmm. you know. I don't play Assassin's Creed Valhalla cuz I like murdering people. I play Assassin's Creed Valhalla because the story and yeah, you and, like to and get the invested story. in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm required to assassinate people <laughs> as yeah. a part of the story. <laughs> yeah. But I don't play it just to do that. Which is, you know, I think that's an interesting direction because it's it's weirdly going in the direction that people always thought video games were about, where it's just like everyone thought gamers were just about killing each other and running each, each other over with cars. But for a long time we played because of the story, because we, mm-hmm. we found it to be interesting. And, you know, Mortal Kombat, yeah, you play just to yeah. see a fatality. <laughs> there are exceptions. <laughs> um, but even Mortal Kombat has a story now, which is like, what a lot of people didn't realize mm-hmm. when they watched the movie. I'm like, nah, dude, they're following the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know Gosh. you don't like it, but that's the actual but story. That's how it's gone. Um, which is, which to sort of bring it back around, like the courier crisis, there's no story, right? You're just this one courier. You don't even choose what your character looks like, but you do, like you were saying, upgrade your bikes and try to, complete these missions in these different yeah. environments sort of thing. It's a, you- it's a racing game. So if yeah. when you look at it from that point of view, it's um, like, oh, okay. If you look at it, it's like, this is just a racing game. Like Need for mm-hmm. Speed back in the day, there was no story. It was just you race. Now Need for Speed has stories and shit. And, and Okay, sure. But um, yeah, it's just a racing game, but with a bike. And so, yeah, yes. you would upgrade your bike and then you'd compete these like little challenges that built up as you went and then you had to get the the package there in time. Do you remember, because from what I could tell, it felt like a lot, the missions were very, very similar, but do you remember either a favorite environment or a favorite like moment or mission that you did in the game from way back when? Um, I mean, I hated the rocket, but I loved the rocket. That was one. And then relationship. There was one bike. I want to say it was like blue or green or blue and green. Um, like halfway through that I just loved like the way it like moved in the in the game was like really easy it was just very easy to manage um, and then there was like the wheelies that so you either pop it off a taxi yeah. or there would be a ramp and you could do like a like a move on the oh, bike yeah. in the air um, I loved doing that I was never I'm talking about this with a friend today i'm not a violent video game person Mm -hmm. if i can avoid being ultra violent i'll avoid it um yeah doesn't mean i have a problem with like killing people in a game you you kind of just lock into it when you have to but um and you know i've definitely read dead redemption 2 found a, a kkk uh meeting and definitely went full savage but that um, is an exception we love to hear. You know, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> right? And, 
All he had to do was like shoot one and then he fell over and set the rest on fire. But, um, Love it. Um, but yeah, it's not. So the punching people, I didn't really get off on that. But I am kind of the person in life that if you talk shit to me, I have to fight to to keep walking. So in video mm-hmm. games, when people talk shit, I definitely take the moment to turn around and like get <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, Let and them that's, know. <laughs> yeah. And so create a crisis. There were moments where people would curse you out and say shit to you. And, and because it was a poorly done game, mm-hmm. like you would usually run into that person again because there were only like four or five faces. That oh, yeah, it's like the same them. models. Yeah. yeah. So you just you find him again, punch him in the face. It's like, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or sometimes you catch him just in time and you punch him like as you're going by, you kick yeah. him. Uh, so I think sometimes you could hop off your bike. Is huh. right? I saw a guy get, I, I saw the playthrough I was doing, mm-hmm. someone get knocked off their bike when they get hit by a oh. car or run into a wall too fast. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't you can you could stop and like punch people. Okay. I think, but you couldn't get off your bike. It was like I don't know. It was, it was weird mechanics, but yeah. um, yeah, I did occasionally enjoy that, but I enjoyed the like the air, Z- like the tricks and tricks, zooming around yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed that more. Um, That's cool. I enjoy it, like the the things you do to get like extra money, like if you did mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but. Uh, cool. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, it sort of feels like we've talked, uh, we've maybe reached the end of our courier crisis discussion, but before we cap it off, I did want to um, offer up to you a moment. Uh, if you wanted to like uh, wrap up your feelings about the game or sort of like just a, put a yeah. cherry on top of like that place that it ho- holds for you. You know, it was, it was great. It's not, it's not an iconic game. It's not the most famous game, but it was how I ended my relationship with PlayStation. Uh, yes, and yes. Like, legit, because <laughs> I haven't true. had a PlayStation since. Um, even though I desperately want a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, so it, it, was, it was nice, because it was very much a, a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, other games have gone on. You can play Tomb Raider. You can play... Um, Mortal Kombat, all these other games have kept going, Metal Gear Solid, but you can't ever play Carrier Crisis again. Like that is it. That was the version of it that came out and maybe there's Crazy Taxi, but it's not the same thing. No, Um, not at all, yeah. Yeah, so I appreciated that that, that's how past me chose to end things. um, Yeah. And that she was so very right that I was a full-on addict because when we end this, I'm going to play Mafia. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, so I'm gonna go right back into my gaming. Yeah, I'm so proud of you because I want to do the exact same thing with mine. Once I do, uh, I got to take care of some stuff and then I'll do the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, thank you so much for sharing about you know your relationship with that game. That's cool. I I was thinking about this earlier. Um, it's not not every time do I want to try the game that we talk about, mm-hmm. or am I like, or I might want to try it, but this one, I don't really think I've ever played a game like exactly like it. So mm-hmm. I think that's maybe that's a cool little unique thing. Um, I didn't need to share that, but I felt like, Oh no, yeah. Um, I don't think that I haven't <clears> seen any game like that. There's not really a lot of bike games either. If you think about it, you know, yeah, none that there's some, but like none that I've ever played. So yeah, um, they're not I might have, that interesting. Might have some more bike stuff to talk to you about in our, uh, post show segments. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I'll spin us there right now. First, of course, we're going to do the uh, Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is just where I share some facts about the game uh, with my guest. Um, we were just talking about uh, the punching and the violence in this game. Uh, this fact I have titled, Violence Sometimes Is the Answer. This comes from IGN.com. Um, punching pedestrians, like we talked about, is it can be an integral part of this game to move them. Some people do it to move them out of the way. Others are if they, you know, badmouth you, and you, next mm-hmm. time you see them, you give them a smack, I guess. Um, <laughs> they look like they're hungry for a knuckle sandwich. This game has a bunch of cheat codes, but the one I thought was most interesting is that there's a cheat code that specifically lets you punch the drivers of vehicles as uh, you're going by. What? Yeah. And so when you do it, the driver always says like the same line, which is, it sounds something like, arrest that punk. <laughs> and yeah, so true. you can punch the drivers too, not just the pedestrians in this game. Oh, I don't know if I did any cheat codes. I, cause back in the day you had to have books. Yes. Uh, and even at that time, the internet was probably so primitive. Like we weren't. It going was very online. primitive. Yeah. Uh, IMDb was like, um, it was a page. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and it, it was. It was just a page of actors' names, and you would click on the link, and it would show you a list of their uh, uh, movies. I know this because I had a huge crush on crush on Elijah Wood, and nice. I would look up his movies so that I could watch his movies. And I've seen nearly every Elijah Wood movie there is. Um, But it was very primitive. So if you wanted to know a cheat code, you had to either you had to be deep into the web to understand like how to find it on the web Mm -hmm. or you had to buy a book. Yeah. So I had a Mortal Kombat book and I had a Nintendo book. But I didn't have career crisis. So. Uh, important question for you before I give you your uh, second and final fact. What's your favorite Elijah Wood movie? Do you know the answer to that question? Or is that too hard to choose? One? Um, I haven't had a crush on Elijah Wood in a very long time. But I recall... Don't let him hear that. He's a listener. <laughs> well, Elijah, I hate to say it, but 20 years <laughs> later, I got over you. Um, Poor guy. I... I liked North, which is not well-known or well-liked. Um, yeah, I don't know that one. North is, he's a kid and he like goes on the road. Because in the 90s, we were fucking crazy. Like kids, I was talking with a friend about how uh, a lot of movies were about child endangerment and kidnapping in the 90s. Yeah. But yeah, he basically goes on an adventure by himself. Um, and then there was another movie where he was... His brother was being abused by his stepfather and Radio Flyer. Oh. Um, I liked that one, even though it's because I thought they lived at the end because I was, I am still also very, like, too too hopeful. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't understand that. Yeah, no, they, they definitely didn't live. And, oh, no. Uh, the brother crashed and died because the Radio Flyer couldn't fly. Oh, Elijah Wood was like the older brother and he was telling the story about the death of his brother. But, you know, it takes getting older to realize that. Um, And then the faculty, the faculty I really liked. Um, If you were a middle-aged millennial like myself, you know what the faculty is about. It's about aliens entering 
teenagers and teachers' brains uh, and controlling them. It's a it's a invasion of the body snatchers, but like oh, 1998 version. Okay, and, uh, had a great soundtrack. Horrible movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love but it's it. It's one of I, your faves. I'm for sentimental Wood. about it, but um, it was horrible. And no, I did not like Lord of the Rings very much. I thought it was very boring. So, hey, like you know what? It needed to be said by someone on this show. It's not going to be me, but it was for you. And, and also, thank you for uh, partaking in our Elijah Wood segment, which we always <laughs> do on the show. Um, From now on, you should do it because he's done yeah. so many people. Yeah. I bet you people have favorite Elijah Wood movies. That that that, that would be funny if that was a new part of the show. I mean, he <laughs> honestly, was in Back kind to of Future a, Part Two. Yes, he was. He's yeah. in the arcade. I, I remember notice that was one of the first times watching a movie growing up that I that I like recognized another like thought I was the first person to figure that out as yeah. like a eleven year old being like that's the guy so from Lord of the Rings. Part. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, good son good son's also a good one if you're yes oh macaulay culkin actually this is the second time <laughs> this is the second time the good son has come up on this show and really and adrian would you believe me if i told you oscar montoya was the last person to bring it up oh my god of course he was of the course last, he was which is so funny because the last time i saw each of you was yeah together we were you the last two people at our at the party and yeah, um, I almost called him Elijah. Oscar likes to say that I am a perfect combination of Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin from, from The Good Son, which I find very funny. Huh. Uh, he maybe said just the actors, not necessarily from that movie. Yeah. But, but I guess I could kind of see that. I mean, yeah. who knows? I think there's other, maybe like Devin Sawa, Elijah Wood. No, 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 I don't get so much Macaulay. Um, uh, Maybe more the personality of just being precocious as a, especially as a kid, I was so precocious. So have you seen the Good Son? I have. I know exactly what it's about. I've okay. seen it a couple I'm times. Like, it's pretty. It's yeah. pretty fucking dark. I don't have those sort of murdery <laughs> tendencies. Um, um, anyway, the uh, the second fact I have for you, yeah. I've titled soundtrack that kicks, which we also sort of discussed the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you weren't a huge fan of it, but it did have a ton of songs on the soundtrack. There was okay. uh, a bunch of punchy tunes. Maybe I um, just don't remember them, but yeah. It's also been so long. Um, it only has one song, though, that was ever featured on another video game, mm-hmm. and it's called We're Gonna Fight by some band named Seven Seconds. Oh, wait, um, I do know We're Gonna Fight. You that know that one? Familiar. Yeah, it sounds very familiar. They have, like, that band has, like, I want to say, three or four uh, tracks on this on this game and that one was featured also in two games actually tony hawk america's wasteland uh or maybe it's american wasteland and then they made a remix for some game called crackdown 2 which i've never played but anyway um that's possibly i mean i wouldn't discredit like what i heard i probably was just like the opening music it probably wasn't the full soundtrack but um Mm. when i played it today but i wouldn't discredit me playing a video game because i like the music uh sure that's very on brand so um th- I, that would make sense if i if i liked it because of the music too but sure. i know tony hawk also a sampler uh, oh yeah oh I yeah i played that because the music was really good and then i think i bought oh i did buy one game about tony hawk <laughs> like from the sampler um worth yeah. it always i love even, that even now when i bought it again Hey, 
that new that that remaster is so good. Um, that it is. it's very hard. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it'll take getting anymore. used to too, especially if you haven't played a Tony Hawk in a while. Yeah. Uh, um, that will do it for the fact me about your game segment, and I'll lead us okay. into the final one, which is the game recommendation segment. So, Adrian. Imagine that. Well, first of all, this is my first forced tie into the movie uh, Call Me by Your Name, where I'm going to treat Courier Crisis as your romantic summer love. And these recommendations I have for you are going to be potential new romantic partners. So that means I've never seen Call Me by Your Name. You don't need to have, all you need to know is that at the end of the movie, let's just say the relationship doesn't work out. And I found myself wondering. Who does Timothy Chalamet's character date after this? Is it a rebound? Is it someone who, like, if his friends were to see, they're going to be like, that's exactly like that last guy. Because, um, you know, throughout life, you you and maybe your friends, uh, it's fun to, like, see what your friends do when they bounce back from a relationship. So anyway, if what you took away from this game was you loved, which actually it sounds like you did, Love the bicycle parts, but you want more tricks. You want to be doing more tricks. I would recommend for you Dave Mira's BMX, which is essentially like Tony Hawk meets mm-hmm. BMX. Okay. So the second one that I have was very predictable recommendation. It's a game that has similar DNA to this, and that's Crazy Taxi. Have you ever played the Crazy Taxi series? Mm-mm. No, also, I, was, I didn't play for twenty years. So. That's you know that's true. Uh, <laughs> has an incredible soundtrack, and you are just like a crazy taxi driver doing similar things, bringing people to different to their destinations. Mm. And then, lastly, if Adrian and luckily you talked about about this with me before the show, so I was able to prepare for it. If you want to play another game that's going to make you quit video games again, I'll recommend to you one of the worst games of all time, and that's ET. The extraterrestrial for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh so, my gosh! Where so can if you, you ever need find a, an Atari, hey, uh, good luck. Uh, I think actually yeah. Jer- Jeremy has one. Um, really? But, so yeah. So if you want to, you know, divorce yourself from games again, that's going to be a good one to go out on. Well, you know, I didn't quit because I didn't like the game. So I've I've played awful games, um, and I don't just like I'll, I'll watch a bad movie and yeah. I will fall in love with a bad movie and be like, I'm unapologetic. And then discover 20 years later that everyone liked that bad movie. So, you know, maybe I need to, I should have, if I would have known, I I should, I, in hindsight would have picked one that would have been so addictive that it would have, uh, you know, made you be like, Oh, I need to see people. I need to quit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I played Red Dead Redemption too. And, and that's like an 80 hour game. It's long. Um, Um, so I don't think there's anything that would, Stop me now. After um, that, uh, I guess. Hey, kids. who knows? Maybe it's Minecraft that you never played. Dude, don't um, ever. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, I tried to play it, um, and I don't understand why people like it. I know it's kind it. of like Sims. You build. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Animal Crossing. Um, the blockiness. I To this day, I have a struggle with games that have poor graphics. So Unless it's like cute you know sure yeah that is very 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 pixely very blocky but yeah um anyway that's the end of the game recommendation segment and adrian that does bring us to the end of the show all right uh i know we're so everyone's so sad out there especially elijah wood who you know got some grave news on this episode i i loved him i think the problem and i might go to hell for this is that (laughs) i uh 
I I got taller, and mm-hmm. we're the same height. And um, oh, gotcha. I dated a guy who was the same height as me, and he kind of put me off to that. Love him to death. We're still really good friends, but he was. Uh, a struggle. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I now, and plus all my, my, my dad is like six, two, my brother's six, five. Mm. Um, so you, if you got to hang with me. You got to be prepared to meet them. Yeah. And they're giants. So, so, well, Hey, at least you figured that out for yourself and that's the most important yeah. thing. But he's such, such a place in my heart. I saw him once in real life and I was like, Oh yeah, you're so tiny, but Oh my God, Elijah. Oh, I love that. So. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the positive we know we yeah. wanted to end on, not just for Elijah, but for ourselves, um, Adrian <laughs> and all the short guys out there, you know, right? like you deserve love. You will have love. Don't let me and my bitter experience deter you from dating someone the same height or not taller because Hey, Short kings are out there. Hey, short kings are out there. That dude, a great guy. He learned. He's so much better now. An amazing man. Wow. But uh, don't shame someone for being the same height as you. Yeah. Don't. You heard it here first, folks. Um, And let them wear heels comfortably. There, yeah, okay. There, we found it. We found the thing. (laughs) Um, Don't be a Tom Cruise about things. Right? Uh, (laughs) Well- Hey, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. This was a blast. Um, Adrian, is there anything you want to plug or you want people, do you want people to find you anywhere? Do you want to stay anonymous? What would you like to plug? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at cool. Miss Adrian Snow. You can also find me on Twitter at Miss Adrian Snow, but I don't really like Twitter, so it might disappear. Um, okay. <laughs> so Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. I... I feel like there's something I'm always supposed to plug and then I forget. Well, play all the games that we've that you've mentioned today, listener. Oh yeah, I mean, as in Madden 19 through 21. Um, and, and then, then maybe maybe in, when January cool. rolls around and whatever game it is rolls around, I'll just update the description of this and I'll include yeah. a link to the game and a link. I'll include a link to your socials now, but also a link yeah. to the game once it happens. Yeah, if I could say what it was, I just I'm close with the director, and I think he'd be like, "Don't you dare!" Don't worry about it <laughs> um, whatsoever. You are all good. Yeah, but I think that's kind of it. Uh, yeah, hopefully I have more stuff coming down the pipeline. So, but yeah, commercials, video games. Um, you can go on a, a quest led by me on Wolfenstein. Colossus. Heck yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I will close this out with some plugs of my own. Uh, the cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his un- other wonderful work on Instagram at, at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. Of course, I've already talked to you about our Patreon, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Um, if you like, me, you like my opinions on games, you like to hear just me discover new things about games, or you even like the Legend of Zelda series, we have a ton of bonus content waiting for you over there. So check us out at either the 5 or the $10 tier. There's another big one, but hey, let's get you started at something more reasonable. Um, we release previews sometimes too, so you can check out what those are like on our feeds. This show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games a comedy show wherever you get your podcast, which Adrian was on uh, about a month ago now. Um, yeah. And then 
that was a fun that was arc the arcades episode yes right when we were talking about getting back out there and now this delta variant's like hey hope you like arcades because well you know i went to an arcade right before Ooh. we had to go back to masks i went with my friend yaki mutual friend. oh hey. um, and we beat the simpsons game <laughs> oh yeah i can't believe we almost didn't get that on the show that's incredible yeah it was because it's free play at family yeah. arcade on vermont so you don't have to end you can like just load up all the lives and you can finish the game that which game's incredible a lot of people i i found discovered had not ever beat and so I was wow like, yeah, i finally did it oh so. i love that um so yeah, check out Jeremy's show. It's We stream that almost every Friday on my Twitch channel, which is at twitch.tv slash cons, C-O-N-Z, cool 69 um, I also stream uh, for the Legend of Zelda Games Club every Sunday night at 6 p.m. And I've been doing it a little more. So check out my social media, Connor underscore McCabe, and you'll see if I'm doing anything that pops up. That'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.